Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk TV Live. I am your host, Barbara Barnett. I am the executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine. You notice I don't say co-executive editor anymore. I am, John and I have gotten a, uh, I guess it's a promotion, to executive editor. Uh, we are both executive editors of Blog Critics Magazine, and I am also the TV and film editor of Blog Critics, and I am joined tonight, as I have been on many occasions, by Jerome Wetzel TV, who writes for Blog Critics and for Seat42F, and he posted his Once Upon a Time review up on Seat42F today, and I am also joined by Christine Piccolo, also known as Our Heart Radio, or just Our Heart, for short, I guess. And yes. she also writes for Blog Critics and has her own radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Um, just a quick note, because Mother's Day is coming up, um, I don't usually, or haven't in a long time, plugged my book. But if you have a house fan, house MD fan in your family, who would like a really nice Mother's Day gift, um, might I suggest the book Chasing Zebras? Uh, Jimmy, I know you've read it. Loved it. Fantastic. <laughs> Man, I need to read it. You just asked me because you know I always say good things when you bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, on, on Amazon, it's had 14 reviews, and it has a five-star rating. So it mm-hmm. hasn't had one, Very not, cool. not one bad review. Not one bad review. And it's Yay. been selling, uh, surprisingly enough, it's been selling quite well. They sold out of it last week, and they got a whole bunch back in. So that's cool, and it's available on Amazon and on Barnes and Noble and Powell's and pretty much everywhere you can buy books online. It's because it's the shows off the air. It's not really as readily available in the brick and mortar stores, but it can be had at some larger brick and mortar stores. And it is also available in every conceivable ebook version from um, from Kindle to Nook to iBook to EPUB, to Moby Pub, whatever, and it's also <laughs> available in Spanish and in French. So if you happen cool. to be a Quebecois or a Quebecoise or a uh, or in France listening, you can read it in French or you can read it in Spanish as well. So Mother's Day gift, great one. Please go out and buy my book because that sponsors the show tonight. <laughs> No. Oh my gosh. It's been a long dry spell for those of us yeah. who watch Once Upon a Time. Um I do want to have a quick I just have one thing to say about Game of Thrones before we get into Once Upon a Time. And I know uh Chrissy you wanted to say something about the Mike Da Vinci thing. Yeah. So, hang on one sec hang on one second. So once upon I mean Game of Thrones. I have been waiting for four weeks or five weeks since I saw the first four episodes to say, oh, my God, Daenerys rocks. (laughs) And I missed it this week. I still have it on DVR, but that's okay. Talk about it. (laughs) Um, You know, Daenerys was not my favorite character um, in the first season or two. She was okay. She was kind of whiny. I kind of, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, she. This is a woman who plays her cards close to the vest. She got this. Oh, gosh. She. It's, it's like I can't even speak because I thought, Jimmy, did you see last night's episode? Not yet. I'm like Chrissy. Oh, it's on my TV. Well, you know, you know the the soldiers that she's supposed to be purchasing. Uh huh. From this really jerk guy uh-huh. speaking in right. speaking in Valerian. Yeah. Of course, Daenerys. What's her native language? It's Valerian. Mm-hmm. So she's heard every right. single thing this guy has said. Uh, I assume she language. did understand, but that's and nice. She, that's cool. She starts Interesting. Okay. And the guy just about drops his teeth. <laughs> and then she orders them. I love it. Should I spoil it for you guys? 
that's that, okay. You can. Uh, so I'll still enjoy it. Turns to the 8,000 soldiers that she has now purchased for the price of her drag, one of the dragons. And she basically. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, that's right. She she paid for them with the price of one of the dragons. No. And she gives them the dragon who's having a, the guy's having a hard time holding on to the thing. But wait, 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 wait. It gets better. Okay. So she, okay. she faces down the 8,000 soldiers. She is just these slaves, right? And right. And them. She does not want any of them to serve her if they are slaves. All, they are all free, and if they want to leave, they can. If they want to serve her, they can. And they all decide to stay. And then she says, I want you to attack anyone who holds a whip. Oh, and they And they kill all those evil dudes, including the guy with the golden whip. Oh, good. And then, you know, but but before he does, but, but she does, they don't kill him. She basically says, to the dragon, sick him, tiger. And, <laughs> and I love and it. He just like whew, fire. Yes, as Katie says on Twitter, it is a bad idea to mess with Daenerys. It is indeed. That's and right. Jora and Jora is just who I love. I I absolutely love Ian Glenn. I mm-hmm. loved him. I, I well, I hated him in Downton Abbey, but. Um, <laughs> You're supposed to say to please. But in this, I just, like, adore him. And um, he just standing there, like, his jaw is on the floor. So that was just an incredible, incredible moment. Of course, oh, should I spoil, like, really sad news from it? Uh-oh. Yeah, yes, go ahead. <laughs> Mormont. Mormont bites the dust. Oh, really? Oh, no. no. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's that's awesome. George R. R. Martin. Yeah. yeah. That's really okay. So he's well, done. Sucks. And of course, well, but you know what? That clears the way for Jon Snow. Right. Right. Oh, so you meant Lamont that's in a Night's Watch. He didn't mean Jorah. That Jorah? No. Jorah Mormont, who says Daenerys. Right, right. But Mormont from the Night's Watch is his father. Right, right. So it's his father that dies. It's not Jorah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So of course that. Oh, okay. You scared me. I thought you. I know. That's like my favorite one of my favorite characters. I love him. He's great. I love Jorah. He's great. But I. I Okay, man. That's fine. That's fine. I just didn't want Jorah to die. I know that would be upsetting. Indeed. So that was kind of cool. And and uh, and of course, as I had kind of suggested before. Brienne and uh, Jamie Lannister have sort of forged a common respect for mutual respect for each other, and he sort of kind of saves her honor a little mm. bit uh, at the cost of his hand. And he's kind of moaning mm. about it, whining about it, and she's telling him, "You know, Jamie, just man up, dude. I mean, it's a hand. It's a hand. You know, you're more than just your hand, man. You know." So anyway. <laughs> On, that was on Game of Thrones, and and that was really cool, and uh, and of course, and then and then um, uh, Varus, Var, 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 Now I'm getting character uh, characters messed up because Varro is like a character on Stargate Universe. Not in Game of Thrones. Uh, Varys, you're me- they're meshing all together now no, in your head. Together anyway. The 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 small council dude that doesn't have a you know what. Um, the eunuch guy, and he uh-huh. actually kind of tells Tyrion to just sort of like suck it up, and it's too bad your daddy doesn't like you, and you know deal with it. You'll come back; mm-hmm. it'll be okay. You know, just kind of have patience. Anyway, so it was a great, great episode, and that was the last one that I'd seen before. So now from here on out, they're all going to be new to me. New, so, okay. Um, yeah. So I with the rest of us peons. I'm stuck with the rest of you all unless they Yay. do something. You know, unless they're, unless we'll, all be, we'll all be unless waiting with bated breath now, all three of us. <laughs> unless they're on, unless they're at C2E2, and I, or maybe I could kind of cajole my contacts at HBO to be nice. Well, but um, but we'll see. <laughs> anyway, so let's to, oh let's talk quickly about the Da Vinci thing. So tell us, yeah, tell us what da, is this? It's called it's. A, called the she's demons it's on uh oh stars. my god is it on stars, stars. Thank you. i can remember yes, yes. showtime or something and I, miss it. I am and I, miss it. I am loving I, it 
really, I'm kind of... You don't like it? I I feel like it's just a little too soapy, a little too over the top. I'm like, doesn't she really do all the things that they're like putting him in the situation to do? He'd be remembered in history for a lot more than being an artist. I don't know. I feel like they're definitely outside the realm of believability right away. Well, I quite, I don't know. I think I liked it because I like the soapiness. It's got a soapy feel to it. Yeah. And myself. But, uh, but, I mean, uh, the guy that's, I don't, I can't think of a I don't know who the name of the actor that's playing Da Vinci, but I just love the way he, he's doing it. I mean, the, the idea behind it is just that Da Vinci was just a free spirit. He mm-hmm. did not conform to anything or to any, right. you know, one group. And his father is one of the high up in the priesthood or whatever of the church, and he just despises his son. Uh, and he creates, I love how they, what I like about it is, obviously, you know, he's the inventor of so many different things. I just love how, you know, he's a numbers person. How they have it, how they depict it is just, I, I love the way they do that. I just, and the cinematography is great. I mean, I mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm enjoying watching it. I really <gasps> like it. I think that um, anybody, yeah, anybody that, that is just curious about that time frame. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of that era. I'm just fascinated mm-hmm. with it. When I had my choice of taking various history classes when I was in mm-hmm. college, uh, I was a history minor, and uh, one of the first classes I took was the Italian Renaissance. Oh, and, wow. uh, I love so it. I read original. I mean, I read everything from Boccaccio's to Cameron to the Prince. Wow. And wow. and I don't like the Borgias, by the way. I don't. I just don't like the show. Yeah, I love the first couple seasons. I'm not crazy about it. But but this Da Vinci thing sounds cool. Um, I'm writing historical fiction now, as you guys both know. And even though it does yeah. not take place that early, my main character was born in 1590, so that was like a hundred years later, 150 years later, something like that. But. Um, but yeah, I love period pieces, and and I love the idea that Da Vinci was more than an artist. He was an artist. He was a mathematician. Yeah. He was a scientist. He was an architect. He was he right. was every person. And my main character in my novel is kind of like that. So yeah, um, I they, don't, of, they don't do the whole nuance thing. It's he's the young hunky guy who causes trouble, and that's true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I love and I love that well the last episode he did, he created this gun machine, you know, and I just mm-hmm. loved how he just he totally blew them away. It was just fabulous. It was just great. You know, and he pledged his allegiance to the royal whatever side. Sure. I can't I don't know. But yeah, so it but it was just great. It really was. I don't know, I'm enjoying it. So if anybody That's wants cool. to check it out, check it out. <laughs> I will I'm gonna I am gonna check it out. I actually will check it out. Um, I love the stars. Stars does a good job. I loved when they did Pillars of the Earth a couple of years ago. It was brilliant. Um, yeah, and I really it was it was good. They it was do good. really so, great. You know, they do great. They do. And they they really capture that time period. I feel as far as so, you know, those. So so let's get to Once Upon a Time. Before we get into Lacey, I did get um, the uh, press release from next week's episode. Did either of you guys Ooh. see it? Yay, no. No. I thought it was out. I didn't look at it. So I'm going to hang on a sec. I am going to uh, blah, 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 blah. Here it is. And there is, they've been really stingy with press releases. Um, they've only released next <laughs> week's episode. Usually they do it like two, three weeks, ahead, even four weeks ahead of time. But they only have this week's. And it says, Regina attempts to transport herself and Henry back to fairytale land. Which includes, which includes a failsafe that could wipe Storybrook and its inhabitants off the face of the earth. Uh, oh, my God. And, and Emma's suspicions about Tamara grow. So this is what the press release reads. The evil queen, with the aid of Hook, uh, sorry, with the evil, with the aid of Hook, Regina attempts to put a plan in motion that will help transport her and herself back to fairytale land. But her plan involves revolves around a failsafe that was planted within the curse, which, if triggered, would wipe Storybrooke off the map and kill its inhabitants. And Emma's right. Meanwhile, in the fairytale land that was, the evil queen asks Rumpelstiltskin to transform her into an unrecognizable peasant in order to kill an unsuspecting Snow White with the twisted aim of earning the love and respect of her subjects. Is this the Apple story? 
the goose into the coma? Yeah, it's gotta be. I, that's gotta be. And the, the pre- photograph. Yeah, yeah. And I and I've seen the photographs from it, and um, okay. a lot of them are of uh, Regina looking like she's on death's door, and it looks like Snow is coming to her aid. I wouldn't trust her, Snow. And don't trust her. Don't trust her. Oh I completely my God. trust her. So, all right. Let's get to, so, so this looks like a good episode coming up, and we'll talk about that at the end. Um, but so last night's episode, Lacey, it has been a long time since we had a, a new episode. Um, and it is, um, you know, it was funny because as the episode was airing, I was thinking, wow, you know, the stuff that happened, like they're referring to stuff that happened so long ago, like gold goes to see uh, Belle in the hospital and refers to the yeah. conversation in the Miller's daughter. And I was like, well, that was so long ago. What took him so long? And then I realized, oops, that was the last episode. <laughs> that was the last episode. I know, but it was like ages ago. Like, I know. I okay, like, wait, what, what so happened long? during that time? Yeah, oh, I Lord. Like, I know. Taking weeks to go visit her. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is just like the next day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Supposed to be. But it's actually, you know, in reality. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really, really disconcerting to me. Yeah. It was really, I, that was really jarring to me. But I love the scene. I loved it. I loved that scene. Yes, it was cute. It was so, cute. But, oh, God, uh, Okay, so let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, um, <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, okay, so the good. Well, let's talk about, should we talk about the bad bad news first, right? Sure, because yeah. I'm always so. gushing about the show. Um, no, let's talk about the good stuff first. <laughs> All right, the opening okay. scene. Yeah, the opening, the opening scene was fabulous. <laughs> oh, the rest you know of what? It, uh... I was writing notes about because I always try to post my review that night, and yeah. I wrote. I was like writing, and I was like, I said, O M F G. <laughs> that was what I yeah, I mean, no one wants to see Henry die, but but how cool was that? And the way he woke up, sweating and like dreading the murder. That I he was just, like, uh, and I, you know, this, I to me, it. that scene was so cool because a, I mean, you really believe this was happening, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Until he smashed totally, totally and then totally. it was over. And then he wakes up, and and Carlisle is so brilliant in this stuff, in this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And he wakes up, and he's like. He's like, holy crap! What? Crap. <laughs> and and but but then see that scene drives. I think he's afraid that he's not going to be able to resist the urge. He's dreaming yeah. about bashing Henry's head in. And but that's, that's an awesome, awesome moment because we see he doesn't want to kill Henry. And I know right. you love him, but there are plenty of people out there. I'm sure that are still doubting his motivation and if he's not plotting a murder as it is. No, and this just proves that yeah, he's he not. And this, and this just like he is so – he's afraid for – he's afraid of himself, which yeah. is such yeah. a completely different position for him. For us to know that he does – he is so intent on fighting this dark side of himself um, he, right. doesn't want, he doesn't want to be bad. He he's He's got an anchor you know, that he's holding on to right now. And mm-hmm. the the fact that he's dreaming this and it so disturbs him. Yeah. Really yeah. fuels the urgency of him believing, you know, be- believing. He believes, I don't know if he does or not, but he believes that he needs Bell to, mm-hmm. to, to yeah. anchor him. And that drives, I agree with that. Right. Without that, I mean, look what happened. I mean, he, his whole, the whole, re, even, like, I love the flashbacks, you know, because, you know, as as ruthless as he was, he pulled back. He, and I, I just absolutely love that whole part where he didn't kill the guy, you know. Uh, you know, there were three things I pointed out. It was out. so cute. And I love that Belle can see right through him, you know. She sees his true heart. Yes, she and does. Ultimately, we all have to remember that he's inherently not bad. I mean, right. he was born good-hearted, good guy. And now he's a nice man. Yeah, 
<laughs> and I mean, yeah. like, you have to remember that. You know, right. if he could just let go of this power trip that he has. I mean, now, of course, he thought everything is lost, so what the hell? And he's beaten. I, I just can't even believe what well, they're doing with Lacey. No, no, I just, what, I, what I think, you know, what I think, why he, and I really, I was disturbed by the beating thing and the fact that yeah, Belle was there and totally. it. That to me seemed even because it was out of her 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 heart. Well, it's not even within yeah, her heart. At yeah, the core. Not, because, right. And and you've got to be who you are because even even you know Snow White, David, all of those guys who are who they are at their core, even when they're not. Right. And to have her be. I, I, you know, I totally understand why that, well, why Gold was kind of doing that just because he saw that that was, he knows that he needs to have her fall in love with him. That's his agenda. That's his agenda. And whether that is by B and, and he's realized now after their date, which was adorable. And I mean, I love that he like spilled iced tea. It was so cute when he spilled an iced tea. Oh, Oh my God! I kept and, really thinking she was going to remember something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but then you know, like, but but he realizes, okay, so he so he he uh, where was I going with this? He spills the iced tea on her, and he he's so nervous, and he realizes though when she goes out back, she's not interested in in him at all. Um, right. That he's not going to be able to win her back this way. That she likes right. the bad guy. She likes the sheriff of Nottingham, dude, because right. he is a bad boy. And so, if his motivation is he needs to have her fall in love with him, never mind the consequences. Because if she never falls in love with him, she's never going to remember anyway. Never. So, right. so there's there's a a motivation wrapped in a motivation wrapped in a motivation with him, which is typical. Right. Rumple because he's always got two or three layers going on at the same time, mm-hmm. and so if his motivation is to get her to love him, and the only way to do that is to beat the smithereens out of the sheriff of Nottingham, and who doesn't want to see the sheriff die? Right. I the don't. He well, was I a bad guy, but he wasn't evil. Evil in this episode, he was no, more but wimpy. He, but but he's a bad guy. I mean, in 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 Legend, he's a terrible. Guy. I know, but he didn't come across the evil. He was more. Bumbling lackey, and you don't yeah, want to see yeah. the bumbling lackey die. Yeah. You want to see him yeah. freed from whoever he's afraid of and allowed to Oh, yeah, yeah, change. yeah for sure. For sure. Um, I, and, and that's true, but, you know, I mean, I, I and I didn't like it. That was I actually wrote that into the my review as well, that um, I did not care for that. I just, it just didn't ring yeah. true for me. It didn't ring true for me. It, I, I actually, okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. Um, because I could really tell Carlisle was acting in that. I, I saw his acting. I didn't see him resonating with that. He didn't see. Moment. Yeah, it wasn't natural for for it at not, all whatsoever. No, and no. and that's yeah. incredibly rare for his performances. Well, I'm sure he was like, "What the hell? I really?" Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is just that he's tried so hard, and and I understand his motivation, all that. But what is he going to do when she does remember? She's going to remember him beating the crap out of Sheriff Nottingham. I mean, but, that's but, but the bottom line. Don't forget, though, this is what bothered me about the episode. This is what stuck with me, is in the flashback in fairy tale world, he was yeah. flaying Robin Hood, blood, like covered in blood aprons for her to yeah. wash. And, right. yeah, she freed Robin Hood, but she didn't bat an eye or slink away from him. And that's where I started to go, maybe Belle is a lot darker than we thought she is. Maybe she gets off a little bit on saving him oh, and yeah. controlling the dark side. And I'm well, not saying she's true. evil or anything, but I no. the fact that she doesn't judge him for those wrongs when any normal person would starts yeah. to make me worry that she's not as pure and good as we think she is. She's got she a she really dark side, that. and Lacey has to come from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I see your point on that, yeah, but I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean what? go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, um, you're right. You're right, Jim. Um, Jimmy, <laughs> James. 
I still can't get used to calling you whatever I want to call you. Um, but <laughs> it's true um, that she does dismiss his his evil side. Um, she forgives it, or she dismisses it, or ignores it. But you know what? When you're in love with someone, although she's not, I don't know if this, she's beginning to already begun to fall for him here, right? And when you're yeah. falling for someone, you tend to have blinders on. Right, and that's she true. Has great, big, gigantic blinders on, you know. And, but and she also wants to maybe reach him, and it's like you know, I have students, and and I, you know, when I when I teach, I don't. I mean, I don't teach full time. I'm not like a teacher. Um, right. When I teach, and, I, and I'm working with a student that has um, behavioral difficulties. Say, um, I look for that part of them that doesn't that that is that is charming and sweet and lovable and i focus on that and i try to as much as i reprimand the other part of it um when i find that chewy sweet core um i revel in it and i praise it and i and i love it and and i think that um i think that's a little bit of bell so i think blinders on and a little bit, but also she's trying to see, find the best of, of him and, and bring that out. Also, she's got to live her life with him. You know, she's got a well, long haul with him. Right. And, and I mean, I, I did like the fact that, I mean, I do like the fact that in a flashback, I mean, I, you knew he wouldn't kill her by letting the guy go, <laughs> you know. But yeah. I just I just love the little exchange. You know, she's not afraid Right. To face him or confront him about anything, which I don't think he's used to. I mean, people, t- I mean, typically right. people cower against him. You know, oh, my God, it's a dark one. And she doesn't do that, nor does she judge right. him. And and right. I think that that at the core is really, you know, why why he's been trying so hard to, you know, to, to connect with his son, to be a better person, pretty much, you know, per se, and, you know, why he's so tormented about Henry. I mean, it's it's definitely, I, I love that we saw that, though. I think it was important yeah. to see that, to, so that we yeah. know, hey, you know, he's not, he's not as ruthless, he's not this ruthless killer that, or, you know, person right. that we all thought he was, and uh, right. and I think he's going to find a way around all of this at some point. But He's got to, uh, and, but, and I, love, I love the conflict, and I love to see the conflict, and I like to see him struggle with it, yeah. and he's one of the few characters that really struggles, um, yeah. moral, mm-hmm. morally struggles. He's a morally conflicted character, and one of the few on the show, and yeah. um, it's. I think it's really really cool to see that conflict and whatever we can so he's going to struggle with what he did and once mm-hmm. that right. does remember who she is she's going to be horrified i don't think she will i mean again in fairy tale world she loves herself and she wasn't horrified i mean she may <laughs> not want to be with him while he's acting like that but i don't right. think it's going to be that big a deal for her to get over it well no 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 she's going to be horrified with herself Oh, oh yeah, okay. We're standing by and just allowing him to do it. That's right. the thing. That's what. Yeah, she's just going to be devastated. She's like, she's going to have a hard time, I think, living with herself, frankly. Yeah. Right. And so. maybe, and maybe, and maybe, and maybe, that's going to be, you know, a turning point for for that. Yeah. You know, how did they I think deal with that? Actually, season three. Well, be very interesting. I mean, this is what I don't get: is the least okay. She was locked. Okay, explain this to me. Maybe I missed something down the line. I don't know, but she was lost. Okay, they she the curse came. They brought her. She brought Regina. Brought everybody to Storybrooke, and uh, Belle is locked away in the mental institution. So mm-hmm. I'm confused to where does this Lacey character come from? Like I don't get it. Oh, I mean, okay. So what? So this is the thing. Some, yeah, this is what I think. So she was locked up, and right. she has um, she she knows she she, does, she doesn't know anything. She has no memory. Remember, she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't right. know what happened to her. She's been locked up. So there were all these false memories, 
And when Regina comes in, you saw what she did with the matchbook, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think what, what Regina did is she cast a spell on her. Now, remember, that comes right after Regina and Rumpel have this exchange where, you know, she's like, well, you know, Regina is like, I know you're trying to connect with your grandson. And right. that's that's too bad. And, and you don't have anyone to help you to control that. Oh, maybe you do. Uh, oh, and the one person you have that could maybe keep you human doesn't right. love you. Doesn't, doesn't, you know, doesn't want anything to do with you. And, you know, he's like thinking he's going to be able to, you know, to tap into her, especially after this wonderful phone call that they share. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and in fact, when he goes to the hospital, it they starts out. This is, this is, they do connect very, very strongly. Right. And, um, you know, he's just appealing to her one person to another. And it's lovely and it's really sweet. And then, and then he goes to get her released. And then Regina comes in and whammo, um, plants in her these memories uh, in order to get her revenge on Rumpel. So she's under a spell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And she's really trying to get she 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 wants to get back at Rumpel. I'm sure because of the fact that he had Cora killed. Right. And she seemed pretty pissed to find out that he she's convinced now he arranged Henry and this whole thing. So now yeah. he's going to start to blame okay. her for a lot of problems. So what about that? Is well, that fake? I, I think it is. I mean, it, it's clear, very clear to me that Rumpel doesn't know who Henry is, unless he's just a really good liar. But it didn't seem like he knew who Henry was. It seems like also, it was fate. And also the fact that he didn't really know mm-hmm. who, uh, he didn't have his memories back until Emma came into town. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Like, she really thought that, oh, this is all, but, you know, you did this on purpose yeah. kind of thing. And I, but it could be, too, you know, she, he has some kind of, I don't know, could there be a radar? radar. Yeah, I'll bet. Some inner I'll radar bet. something, you know, some intuition. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, and, kind of, that, and that would explain as well how Bay found Emma and how... Right. You know, how do mm-hmm. those guys all connect if they're real life, you know, modern American characters, you know, people? And how do they connect? How right. do they know yep. who each other are? There has to be some sort of like a, you know, it's it's funny. It's like, um, you know, bringing in my ethnic group. It's like we all know. we. It's like really easy for somebody of my ethnic group to tell another one. I mean, it, it's very, right, very right. easy. Uh, of Chicago. course, I make mistakes with with Italians sometimes or Irish because you yeah. know we're so similar. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was Irish that. Italian. Yes, we're all the same. Um, I read actually. You I read a really that Regina is doing the exact same thing she did last year, though, where she's trying to hurt somebody and ends up hurting Henry instead. Yeah, I mean, because like she tried to poison Emma. And obviously Henry found the coma. She's trying to punish Rumpel with Lacey, but pushing him to be evil just puts Henry in danger. Yeah, it does. It it's does. Unintended con- she hasn't learned a lesson at all because it's the exact same unintended consequences where she's actually causing harm to the person she actually cares about. Because if Rumpel, bringing it, bringing it back to the beginning of the episode, if Rumpel mm-hmm. is out of control, then... Yep. You know what does that do? What what does that do to Henry? Right. You know, so it, yeah, the same position she was in at the same time last year, which is a little disappointing because it really shows that she hasn't grown at all, and I want her to grow so yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean I really think. I I mean I think ultimately, obviously, they're gonna. She's got to have. She's got to start on the road to redemption. I mean, now she's backwards. I mean, she's not backwards from even when she tried to. Stop using magic this season and all that, and then Cora comes around. Now she's got this huge vendetta against Snow White. She's not going to give up until you know that. And Rumple, and Rumple, you know, and Rumple. Yeah. And so you know, I don't know how she's really going to be able. I don't know that she is ever really going to be able to do that mm-hmm. to to pull back from from this and and try to get redemption. I mean, does she really want to be her first instinct always is to 
you know, is A, evil, B, you know, shoot out, use the use magic and get whatever she wants, you know, create whatever mm-hmm. it is she wants. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I, I really thought that, and I do think that ultimately the journey for redemption is for Rumpel and Regina because both can be redeemed, I think. Both right. did have mm-hmm. good hearts at the beginning. But, right. you know, it's just like they, they seem to be going backwards and not forward, and I don't quite understand that. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, you know. Two step, one step forward, two steps backwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You exactly. keep the tension up. You got, to, I mean, eventually they may bring in some bad guy that everybody can rally together around. But so far, the bad guys, I mean, as bad as Cora was, and we've got Huck, they're just not enough to focus Regina and Rumpel on the, on the right path. So as long as the bad guys are still these more minor people, you know, yeah. they're still the villains, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've had somebody um uh, in the I've had somebody in the uh, queue for a while who wants to okay. pop into the conversation. So I think her name is Meredith, I think. So hang on a second. Hey, welcome to the conversation. Hello? Hi. Uh, my name is Meredith. I'm a play critic from uh, Everett, Washington. Hi. Hi. Oh, oh my god, you're in Everett. I'm in Seattle. <laughs> and my daughter's in Seattle. Hey. Love all the oh, yeah. love all the Washington Let's people. Hear from Washington. <laughs> How are you this evening? Oh, I'm great. So, and um, I'm glad to be talking to you. Great. So, what uh, ha- what do you have to say? Comment? Question? Pop um, right well, on. I actually have a few comments. Uh, number one, I f- find it very interesting that um, Regina, you know, when she chose to make Belle someone else. She could have picked any personality, anybody. And I think it's very interesting to note that she's been spending a lot of time with Hook before he went to New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, she probably knows all about Mila and her straying from him. Oh, yeah, probably. Huh? Could be, could I didn't be. Think of that. Suicide, I think that she knew that making Belle into basically a modern-day Mila would drive him insane. Ooh, I didn't see mm, that. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that she knew about all that and that she did it very deliberately, knew that he would not be able to stand watching her flirting with other men, drinking with everybody else. Ah, very interesting. I'm the nice mm. guy. And, of course, just like Mila having a thing for the bad boy, for her. Yeah, right. Right, right. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. But unlike Mila, she fundamentally at her core loves Rumpel. So yeah, I know. Gonna click. But, so that's kind of that's. I like that take. That's a really that's a really interesting take on it. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, and you know what? When I heard this concept uh, brought, I was scared to death that they were going to bring back Hook, where he was actually hanging around the bar, and maybe he was going to try to seduce Belle. Oh. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. is another way of getting revenge on Rumpel. Oh, I'm so glad that they may still do that, though. Huh. Well, I don't I, think so. I, I think with him being held prisoner and everything else, yeah. that uh, it's just not going to happen. But anyway, um, <laughs> I have another point. Um, I know that everybody thinks they know the origin of the name Neil Cassidy, and I'm not going to deny that, of course, it is a beat character and everything, but the name Neil... Um, that's actually my dad's name, and I know what it means if you look in some kind of a name origin book. It means heat, heat as in fire. Sure, like the word anneal, you know, in chemistry. That's that's true. Yes, and Cassidy is uh, is the name for cast away, as in tossed to the winds. Hmm. Yeah, heat that's tossed to the winds. Balfire, abandoned. <laughs> Right. It's perfect. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. absolutely perfect. Absolutely. That that is really interesting. I think it was like about it was before I think it was right after Bellfire was introduced. I did a piece that actually delved into all the names, but I it was before Neil Cassidy. It was before we met Neil. So I didn't get him. But all of the names um of all of the characters, if you look in, you know, their uh their their etymology. It's really interesting because they all do have significance. It is pretty cool. Yeah. So, well anyway, 
I also have um, something about, um, you know, when um, the producers, um, Al, uh, Eddie and what's his name? Adam, Sorry, Eddie Adam, Eddie and Adam Horowitz were were yes. men. They were asked the question, "Will we find out about uh, how Henry got to be in Storybrooke adopted and stuff?" They said, "Not this season," which means they'll probably right. be in season three. Mm-hmm. It could very well be, and I think that would make a great storyline. Um, yeah, and I and think that that it was teased. Actually, I think it may be this conflict between Rumpel and Regina over, well, hmm, did you plan this? No, I didn't plan this. Maybe that's a tease for what's going to transpire next season. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my theory is that August, since he knew where uh, she was serving, Emma's was serving time, that he actually somehow got hold of Henry, drove him to Storybrooke, and then left him in the pawn shop. You know, hmm. it was like a note. You know, baby needs a home. I hear you're a baby broker. And maybe knowing who Rumpel was, was even hoping maybe that uh, he'd take him in himself. That's I don't know. Cool. I don't feel like there's much love between August and, and Rumpel. I don't, I mean, most yeah. of the people in the fairy tale land really did not like Rumpel and the, the right. leave of innocent baby in his care. I, I don't see August doing that as irresponsible yeah. as he could be. Yeah, well, he could be pretty irresponsible. Maybe that was an easy way out for him. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. Well, we will all see. I'm sure that will leave us with, especially given what's going to, you know, the, the next several episodes. I mean, that that press release that I read about, um, you know, possibly destroying Storybrooke, maybe that's why they all hightail it out of there. Um, you know, where are they going to actually be next year? Are they actually going to be in Storybrooke at all? Oh well, well, maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll only be in uh, maybe they will go to Fairytale Land, and that's where they'll be next season. Or or they'll be in Wonderland, or not Wonderland. Or be, yeah, you know, not Wonderland. The they'll land be without Neverland. color. Never, Neverland. Like so Neverland. 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 Yeah. Remember the last two episodes are called what? Second star, right, and straight until morning. Exactly. So suggesting very strongly Neverland, and of course there's a great deal of speculation that um, you know Neil is of Neverland. Yeah, I uh, um, heard that Young Balfire is supposed to appear in the flashback portion of the first one. Is mm-hmm. he Young Bale, like Young Young Balefire or Balefire that? The, uh, yeah, the the Dylan Schmidt. Oh, I'll have to, you know what, I Sherry Schmidt and Dylan follow me on Twitter, and um, I will uh, I will actually tweet her and ask her uh, privately. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll have, to, you know, it's like I've talked to them about maybe Dylan and, and Sherry, because he's pretty young, um, so I don't ever like to, when I, in, I interviewed him last year, um, and that was kind of fun, but he's young, so... Um, maybe uh, have him and mom uh, come on the show and talk. That would be cool. Um, I'll I'll see. I will. Sherry, if you're listening, because I know she does listen to the show from time to time. So, uh, Sherry, if you are out there and listening, maybe uh, you (laughs) guys can come and confirm that and talk to us. uh, Next week on the show. So, uh, but I will I will follow up on that. Thank you for that tip. Um, yeah. Uh, also, one other thing, and then I'll let you guys go because I think you're doing a great job. Thank um, you. I read all of your articles on Once Upon a Time, and also quite a few on House. Thank but you. But there's one notable exception. There's no episode uh, review itself on um, season one, episode two. You know, the thing you love most. Oh, so you are the person who emailed me. Haha, or got got. Contacted me through my site. Um, yeah, I you know I don't know why I didn't do that one, but I will. I promise I make a personal promise to you that I will go back and do that. Yeah, because I think especially knowing now what uh, we know yeah. about Neil and and Rumpel and the grandfather thing and everything, that yeah, really good jumping off place knowing what you know now. Yeah, yeah, totally. and I think that's a great idea, and I will, I promise you, you know, I did that with House a couple times. I started writing about House in season four, and um, I went back and I did a few of them, and then when I found out I was going to be doing a book, I stopped doing that because I wanted that all fresh and new for the book. 
Um, but there were actually some episodes towards uh, in the later seasons that I would skip every now and then just because I didn't couldn't think of what to write. But I don't remember why I didn't write uh, an episode. I think at the time what happened was I had been – I had done a bunch of articles leading up to the series premiere, and those were all at the request of ABC. Um, So I had actually been requested to write some articles, not with a bias or not with an opinion, but just as, you know, sponsored by ABC pieces, um, editorial content. And so I wrote those not really – knowing whether or not I was going to like the show. And I and I, I watched the pilot and I loved it, but I saw the pilot like a good two months before the series aired. And I think I may have missed the next one just because I wasn't sure yet that I was going to be covering it on a weekly basis. And I think that's the only reason I missed it. But I, well, I am the first few episodes after the pilot were terrible. Sorry, yeah. I, I was almost ready to stop watching the show. You know, you know, it's interesting because, um, and I think some of that for me was my ambivalence because of of the limited role that Rumple had, and Rumple for the mm. pilot was I immediately gravitated. Interestingly enough, because Jennifer Morrison, of course, starred in House for so long, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd interviewed her when she was on House, and and I was. One of the reasons ABC had asked me, I think, to write was because um, write those articles was because I was already, you know, I was aware of, of Jennifer and this was her show. But immediately on the first episode, I gravitated towards Rumpel, and and he was very limited in the first few episodes, and that was because they actually hadn't. And we've talked about this, guys, uh, before. Uh-huh. He actually hadn't been intended to be like a major focus of the series. Yeah, and, I don't and, think so either. And you could tell from those first few episodes because there's very right. little of him in them um, until you get he to like. Scary. He would have been another guess, Archie who was a main character in name only. Yeah, yeah, uh, right, exactly. Um, and you know, but but his character just caught fire, and it wasn't you know I, I didn't. Yeah, he was scary and all that. But the thing that got me in the pilot, and again, we've talked about this before, is I am not one of those girls who likes bad boys. I I don't. I don't like them. I don't care for them. I only like bad boys when you can tell that they also have, like, an underlying vulnerability to them. Right. Where that bad boyness isn't really them. It's it's a mask. It's a facade to push people away because – they're wounded in some way. Exactly. And so I don't so I don't like Hook, even though yes, I know. Rumpel stole Oh, he's a hottie. How could you not be attracted? Yeah, to you know, I don't <laughs> I don't actually get into characters like that. I don't he's very pretty. He has a really pretty well, eyes. I keep thinking I keep thinking in my see I'm in my little bubble. In my in my little bubble, you know, Hook is going to end up Redeem being himself? very gallant. He's going to be the, the bad boy with a gold heart. That's what my thought is. I don't think so. I know. But that's a, I know. Jack Sparrow but what, fan. But what got me about <laughs> Rumpel in that very first episode, and I watched the pilot again to see if that, if if my memory was not right, what I did was I watched the pilot again, and I watched that scene, that, that first scene with him and in, in the episode. Um. And I saw as crazy and insane as he was and as scary as he was, there was so much hurt behind those eyes. Yeah. There was so much pain there and so much pathos there. I was like, holy smoke, here is this guy and he is scary and he's got rotten teeth and it's yeah. and, and, and his skin is green and ugly. But I saw this like disheveled man with his tattered clothes and I'm like, oh, Edmond Dantes. <laughs> Edmond Dantes, the Count of Monte Cristo. And, oh, that's so funny. Right? That was like, that's what I thought of. It, it was like, it's stupid, right? So like, I'm thinking, <laughs> Edmond Dantes, I'm thinking, oh, this is the Count of Monte Cristo, he's really, he's a noble character and he's misunderstood and he's really bad, but he's been terribly wronged. And that's this, like, mythology I built in my head. So, uh, because I had to justify it. (laughs) 
And of so lo and behold, of course, everything behind, everything bad and evil and rotten that Rumpel has done has been with the aim of finding his son. Not right. in the early days. Not in the early days. Not when he was like really super dark one. No, but, but I you mean, know. But, yeah. but he's always so, had a purpose. There's always been motivation behind yeah, his yeah. actions, and, and well, he's always very yeah. methodical about you know, what he plans out. It's funny because in this novel, I keep talking about my novel that I'm writing. Um, in this novel that's now done, yay, it's done, and I'm actually two thirds through editing it. So it's 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 thank you. It's two thirds through its second draft. So I'm really awesome. excited. Did I did I know this last week that my this has been selected by the science fiction and fantasy writers uh, online critique group as an editor's choice. So it's going to be in their next newsletter, and it's going to be oh, like cool. a, you know I'm really excited about that. Anyway, um, so as my husband, my husband is one of my best editors ever, and so he's been reading it. It's not his genre at all. But he's been reading it, and he said to me, you know, my main character's name is uh, Galen Erseldun, um, and he is descended from Thomas Erseldun, who is Thomas Reimer, Thomas the Reimer from uh, the Child English. And, um, but, but it's very long ago, and he's immortal. So, um, so I'm, uh, my husband's reading it, and he says, well, he's Gregory House. And I'm like, well, no, he's not really Gregory House. How can he be Gregory <laughs> be, And there is a lot of homes in it. There's like a Reichenbach falls sort of a thing. And, and, there's, and, and actually, the other main character's name is uh, Simon Bell, who is actually, descend, who is actually related to uh, Joseph Bell, who was the uh, model, Conan Doyle's model for Sherlock Holmes. So there is a lot of Holmesian stuff in there, so there's houseish stuff. But I had written the funny thing is the reason I mention it is I had actually written this character with Rumple in my head, and um, but not strongly, just sort of how he looks a little bit, but not like Rumple look, like more like he doesn't have green skin or anything like that. <laughs> and he's not, you know, he's he, but he but he's he's got a definitely, you know that sort of a physique and that sort of uh, grace and, you know, and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and he's, he's a, a, a pauper. You know, he's an alchemist. He's a apothecary, sort of a tradesman, but he's quite elegant in his speech because he's been around since 1590. Um, but, and he's Scottish. So there's a lot of rumple in him, um, but not, you know, not, not, you would not recognize him even if you watch the show, hopefully. Um, but so my husband said, yeah, he's house. And I'm like, what? <laughs> really? So, you know, it's funny. So I, there there are similarities, I think, between Rumpel and house. And the only reason I know that is because they related to my character. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like so bizarre. But, but yeah, so I don't go for the bad boys because they're bad boys. Um, they have to, you know, they have to be they suffering. They have to have some kind of suffering. That's okay. I mean, at least it's more interesting. There's more layers. Yeah, layers. They have to have layers, you know. So so Hook doesn't have any layers right now. If Hook acquires layers, I will retract everything that I think. He might. He might. He might have layers. Uh, So what do you guys think now? So so Tamara and Owen are going to start taking a bigger role. So what do you guys think? Oh, Lord. Only temporarily, because Tamara's full-time on Walking Dead next season, so yes, she's probably she only going to get to do this spring, and if they get her next year, it'll be sparingly. Yeah, I, I, she kind I of don't know, man. I'm just, well, I'm anxious for Bay to see, I'm anxious for Bay to see the Tamara's true colors, and I really yeah. think that, I really want Emma to expose her, frankly. <laughs> I want her to be like, you know kind of, what the hell, you know, pull the wool over, you know, kind of yeah. open Day's eyes, because, uh, and plus, I like Bay and Emma together. They're adorable. I, I do. I am definitely a, uh, a, a Bay and Emma shipper. I really like them yeah. together. And I adore, you know, it's funny, because in the first season, I wasn't really excited too much about um, Emma. I, she was not like a, you know, like, yeah, okay, fine. Just... But she's really, Jennifer Morrison has just so much grown into that so character. Great. 
Yeah. Um, I really like where that's going. But these last three episodes, boy, I mean, they're not telling anybody. They're not, they haven't issued a press release. They haven't issued photographs. They haven't, nothing. There's nothing. There is Zippo. Oh, my God. I was going to say, there has to be something, please. And, in fact, I had um, I'd hoped to catch up with Jane Espenson this weekend when she's in Chicago for C2E2. And yes. um, she actually, for the very, very first time, I mean, I know she's going to be crazy busy. And they're pushing right. husbands, of course, over the weekend. And she, I'm sure, yeah. didn't know I wanted to talk to her about husbands. But she actually, for the first time, declined. She says, look, I just am not going to have the time to sit down and talk yeah. to you. Um, yeah. You know, except maybe about husbands. So I, I am hopefully going to uh, be doing an interview with her and Brad Bell this weekend um, while I'm at That'd be cool. They're great. Um, they're wonderful. Yeah, I know they're going to be here next weekend, too. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go up and say hi to them. I'm not going yeah. to talk to her. Well, you know, I'm, I mean. I'm, I'm covering it. I've got my press credentials and stuff, so awesome. Uh, so I'm going to do that, and uh, I've got a bunch of other stuff I'm going to be doing as well. So I'm going to talk about C2E2 a little bit next week, in addition to the Evil Queen. So that, but I'm going to try to, you know, but but she she usually is really really forthcoming about talking, and you know I I can't imagine. I'm wondering if maybe part of it too is they just don't want to talk about the end three episodes at all. And yeah. uh, so I would imagine there's like zip, zero zilch yeah. spoilers well, come out of like that. General Hospital. That's how GH is right now. I mean, nobody, I mean, Frank Valentini, executive producer, right. he doesn't give out spoilers at all. So, I was actually hoping very much to have an interview with Michael Easton, and I've been like, yeah. Hmm. Blackout. I hope so. He's coming back. He's coming back. You know, he starts. He said he's going to be back on GH May 10th. Um, actually, Michael Easton, Roger Holworth, and Chris Alderson, all three are back on General Hospital. They're going to be different characters, though. Um, I hear that Michael Easton is going to be a distant relative of Caleb Morley, the vampire. Yay! Um, I'm happy about that. Um, Roger Holworth could be a Cassidyne. And everybody thing is up in the air about Chris Alderson. They're saying Serena Baldwin, which is Lucy and Scotty's daughter, she could be that, or she might be this quarter main heir, but I don't know. Every nobody oh, knows. Man. But other than that, yeah, because Frank Frank keeps everything close to the vest, which is fine. I mean, it's fun to watch because you don't know so, what's going on. So, so I'm going to say this right now because um, my personal trainer, I have a great personal trainer. My trainer is like such a general hospital freak. Hi, Stacy. Um, I'm gonna. Oh yay! Another PH fan. I'm gonna <laughs> tell her to listen because she's like freaked out. She loves. I mean, she could talk about general hospital all day. Oh so, my god! Uh, tell her we just talked to Jeannie Francis on Wednesday. I'm still like reeling from that. Jeannie Francis, okay. I was on cool. her heart. I'm freaking out. My first, my first scene that I ever watched of General Hospital, and I haven't watched it for a long, 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 long time, was the famous Luke and Laura scene from oh. 1978. So yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So you need to watch first. it. Oh my God, it's so good. Everybody's on there that was on there in 78 or on now. <laughs> it's like they're getting all so. the old folks watching it. Yeah, um, it's we're, we're almost we're almost out of time. <laughs> I actually want to say, like, really quickly, my son just, I think, I'm crossing my fingers, um, made a second cut interviewing for KEXP, and so he's been asked to write some additional writing samples for them, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, he put it on his Facebook, so I think it... it you know, I can say this. So I'm really, really excited. Also, his radio station, Pizza FM, pizzafm.org, launched today. I'm so proud of him. Oh, that's so cool. Mom. But it's really cool if he goes to work for KEXP, will be their web person, um, their content manager or whatever it, it is called. But KEXP is, of course, the NPR station in Seattle. Yeah, which is yes. cool. And then I'll have both of my children in Seattle. So that will awesome. be a lot of. So we'll You're be gonna have Seattle. to come up here. So we can, like, well, we'll go be up. Out we'll, we will be up in Seattle. We are going to be up in Seattle the week of July 30th. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely. We'll definitely make a plan yeah, yeah. dinner or something. 
Yeah, okay. she, my daughter is defending her dissertation, so we are going to be cool. up there at the end of July. So I want to thank you guys. And Meredith, thank you for stopping by as well. Thank you very much. And uh, feel free to call in again. And I want to thank you both, Chrissy and Jimmy. As always, you going to come back on next Monday with me, please, please, please? Sure, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you, all you have to do is ask. Okay, no you're on. You're on. Meredith, feel free to hop in as well. And I want to thank you all. And I will see you all next week on Let's Talk TV Live. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks, Barbara. Thanks. Bye.